What up world, it's your boy Sheesh here. I just want to record this shorter video in case you miss out on the other episode I'm dropping. On the other episode, I kind of go into the details of my feelings of the Cowboys pick, and I kind of detail uh, each pick and trade that went down and my, my grades on them and what my thoughts were going into the pick, um, and after the teams made their pick, what my thoughts were. So I share those in a longer video, but this is short. I just want to talk about um, the Cowboys selection of Micah Parsons. Just for the people that want to know what exactly is he bringing, you know, if you're a little disappointed or you're excited about this pick, I just want to give you my feelings and my thoughts about the pick. Um, and I also want to talk about the NFC East real quick. So the Cowboys took Micah Parsons. Obviously, it wasn't ideal because most people were hoping for a cornerback, whether you're a huge Sertan the second fan, uh, Pat Sertan the second from Alabama, or J.C. Horn from South Carolina, both with amazing bloodlines, different type of uh, different types of players, but both great cornerbacks. And I think you know, ideally, you'd hope the Cowboys had had the choice to choose between the two at ten. Um, unfortunately, neither one made it to ten, so that made things way harder. The Cowboys moved back two spots to pick number 12, picked up a extra third-round pick. Um, so that's cool. I really wish they would have taken Rashawn Slater or moved back some more, but they ended up taking Micah Parsons. Micah Parsons is the linebacker from Penn State. He is super athletic. A lot of people think he could be the best defensive player in this draft. Issue is he took off last year, which is not great. It For most people outside of, like, Jamar Chase. It really hurt their value. It really hurt the stock that they didn't play last year. So that's not great. He also has a lot of allegations and off the field issues. People, a lot of people question his maturity, which is not great because I think when you lose another linebacker who's retired, Sean Lee, right? He just retired this past week. When you lose someone like that, who's also you know a Penn State alum. Um, who was such a great captain, a great leader in the locker room. And then now you're bringing a new linebacker in who has a lot of maturity concerns and, you know, allegations that are really creepy and, and pretty disgusting if they were true, right? Like I said, they are allegations, um, but there's there's multiple, and the incidents are not great, right? So that, that kind of freaks me out. But he's a really athletic linebacker. He is really great at... Um, being a pass rusher, he can get sacks, he can get tackles for loss. I think in his sophomore year, he actually got over 100 tackles, which is awesome, right? He has great vision. He has an eye for the ball. It's These are great things you want in a linebacker. Like I said, he's very powerful. He is bigger than Jalen Smith. He is, like I said, powerful, athletic. He is the, um, the Wagner of the Cowboys. Right, I think when you look at Dan Quinn, the new defensive coordinator, he sees Micah Parsons being the Wagner, right, of this defense. And I think if all things go right, Micah Parsons has the ability to be one of the best linebackers in the game. But I don't. I think a lot of people are fans of Bobby Wagner and what he does, and I think that's kind of what. Um, Dan Quinn sees in Micah Parsons, and I think the things he needs to work on um, are his maturity, obviously, on and off the field. I think he needs to work on his pass coverage. Um, he's not that great at that, um, but if he does that, he can be a three-down linebacker, and with his elite athleticism, be a really, 
really great disruptor, right? And on the second level of the defense, be a playmaker and make a name for himself and really, you know, be the anchor for the defense. Because I think when you look at, when you think about the Legion of Boom, sure, you had some nice corners, you had nice safeties, but those linebackers were just as important as any position to get those tackles in to, you know, add some extra pass rush to drop back in coverage on some passing plays. So I think Michael Parsons, even though I'm a little disappointed because it wasn't a corner, um, I don't value the linebacker position this high, right? With a number 12 pick, that's super duper high in my opinion. Um, It's a good pick though, because Sean Lee did retire. You do need a new starting linebacker, right? Jalen Smith has regressed so much that I'm okay, right? I'm okay to move on from him at some point. Leighton Vander Ash is going into his fourth year. Cowboys might not pick up his fifth-year option, right? So it makes sense. They need a linebacker at some point. I just wish it wasn't in the first round. Um, but Micah Parsons has the upside there, and I think he's going to be a great player. So I'm looking forward to him. But when you look at the rest of the NFC East, I think they had an incredible draft. Okay, first of all, the New York Giants moved back, got a haul, got a really nice haul of assets from the Chicago Bears. They ended up getting uh, a first round for next year. They still got the number 20 pick overall uh, this year. They got a fourth year for uh, fourth pick, round pick for next year. And they also got a fifth round pick for this year, which is pretty solid, right? And what they did with their pick at 20, they ended up getting Kadirik's Tony, who's an awesome gadget receiving option he does a lot of slot work a lot of inside stuff backfield stuff um he is quick he's twitchy he is very hard to tackle and now you pair that up with kenny galladay and they already have you know Darius slayton there sterling shepherd saquon barkley in the backfield evan ingram as a tight end they also signed john ross who's a burner he's a speedster that is scary and as a team that only has Trevon Diggs going into second year as our starting corner, right? That's scary. Um, and that's why it's really important to invest in cornerbacks. And I think going into day two, you got to end up with one, hopefully at 44. I would be okay doubling down in corners um, on day two, you know, get one at 44 and one in round three somewhere. But that's scary. When you look at the rest of the NFC East teams, they all have at least two really good receivers. Um, when you look at Washington football team, they have scary Terry McLaurin. And they also signed Curtis Samuel this offseason. Two really good wide receivers. Diggs can probably barely cover one. And the other one's going to be wide open and, and destroying us, right? They both are, probably. When you look at the Eagles, they had a great pick, too. They moved up and got Devontae Smith. Uh, great receiver from Alabama. You pair him up with Jalen Rager from last year, who was a first-round pick. Um, that is intense. You got a lot of receiving options on the teams you play twice a year. So that's six games in total. It's really important for the Cowboys to invest in the secondary in day two. I really expect them to get a safety. I really expect them to get a cornerback. There's quite a few cornerbacks. I can talk about them later on. But the names that really popped to mind at the beginning of day two, round two, would be Asante Samuel Jr. He's a little short, but he's very twitchy. He's very fluid. Uh, he really has a 
great vision and awareness. That's someone I'd be really interested in. There is uh, Kelvin Joseph from Kentucky who has some off-the-field issues, um, but if he's coachable, he is actually one of the better prospects I've seen. He's really hard-nosed and can really do some great work there. And the other one I really love is Ifyatu Milifanu, who I think needs to be developed a little bit, but he has all the traits you like in a cornerback, and I think he'd be really fantastic next to Trayvon Diggs. You also got like a bunch of inside corners, um, a lot of slot corners. You know, Robinson, Aaron Robinson's one name there. Um, there's one or two other names, Elijah Molden being another. I'm not a huge fan. I don't really want a slot corner right now. Um, but, you know, it is something, so I'm okay with it. But let's see what happens. But, like, the rest of the NFC East has some great weapons. I don't know who you can even cover right now. Um, so that's scary to, to think about. Washington football team used their pick for a linebacker as well. And they already have an amazing defense, you know? So it made sense for them. Now we have really, like, one, you know, great prospect at linebacker. The rest, of our, the rest of our defense still needs to be upgraded in a major way. Our secondary is still trash. Our D-line has some nice names, but you know a lot of depth, uh, but the starters could really use an upgrade. So let's see what happens in day two. We'll cover it for sure. But the NFC East, when you look at the picks here, I'd have to go Eagles, right? That's a, that's an A player, right? That's an A grade right there. Uh, you get the Giants. Taking Kadarius Tony, I think that's a B plus for sure. Um, Washington with Jameen Davis, um, I'd go with a that's an A minus. Very athletic, uh, very good linebacker, and I think with what they have already there, what they've invested, it's a great. It's just the cherry on top, to be honest. I think with Micah Parsons, he could be a prospect, a, a grade, a, a fantastic one we could look down the road. But I think for what your needs were. Um, and what the best player available was, it would have to be a B, right? Um, maybe a B plus, maybe B minus. Um, so it'll be interesting to see. Let's see what happens. There's four picks for the Cowboys in day two. They have 44 in, in round two. Um, then they have 75, 84, and 99. So three picks in the third round, four total picks. That's going to be five total picks in the top 100. So hopefully you're getting, you know, the t- five players in the top 100, which is fantastic. Uh, I really think they might package something together to move up a little bit. Um, I really hope one of these nice cornerbacks that I mentioned, Kelvin Joseph, Ifyatu Milfanwu, um, Asante Samuel Jr., I hope one of them drops to 44, honestly. Or maybe you end up taking one of the best safeties, like a Trevon Marig or Richie Grant, Javon Holland. Um, JOK is still on the board if you play him at safety. I think that'd be really dope. Let's see what happens. But that's my quick thoughts on day one. Until next time, I'm out. See ya. And real quickly, I just want to talk about a couple couple positions here. If you haven't checked out the primer episode, check that out. I kind of talk about, you know, what positions the Cowboys should be looking at. I think in day two, a defensive tackle makes a lot of sense in the third round. D end as well. Uh, I think in the second round, safety or cornerback definitely makes a lot of sense now. Um, and I think you end up going defense with these next four picks as well. Uh, offensive lineman is definitely in play here, but let's see what happens. I think that would definitely happen at 99 
or um, one of their other picks afterwards. But I think overall, you are looking at defensive players, D-tackle should be taken, cornerback, safety, and maybe uh, a D-end, right? It's a possible chance they do double dip at cornerback since they did miss out at the top prospects of cornerback, and I'd totally be cool with that. But let's see what happens. Um, but I'm, I'm excited. I love day two. You get still starters for your team, so it's very important. I still have high hopes. Uh, hopefully the Cowboys don't blow it. Let's see, though. <laughs>